You're listening to The Marn Report. Well, hey, hey, Fort Stewart, Hunter Army Airfield, Molly here with another awesome edition of The Marn Report. And today I am joined by my friend Kara from the Directorate of Family, Morale, Welfare, and Recreation, and also my friends Jay and Nate from the Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield Fire Emergency Services. And today we are going to discuss everything about our upcoming 9-11 run that is happening on both Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfields. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show with me today, guys. Thanks for having us, Molly. Yeah, thank you for having us. All right, so Kara, can you tell me a little bit about this year's run? I hear there's been a name change. Yes. So in the past, you would have seen this call, the 9-11 run. This year, just to ensure there's no confusion and everyone understands exactly what we're running for, we have changed this event to the Patriot Day run. That is what you'll see going forward for all the years to come. Um, Patriot Day is is what we refer to outside of the community as well as September 11th. It's another way to kind of refer to that. Um, this ensures everyone knows exactly when the event is and we don't get confused and they actually come on the 11th to run. Um, we want to make sure we're having this event on a day that the soldiers are going to be here on the installation sure. so they can make sure it's their place of duty um, so everyone could come run as a unit together. Awesome. So when are these events happening? So our first one is going to be at Hunter Army Airfield. We're running at Sabre Hall, and that's going to be on Thursday, September 8th. So the pre-run ceremony will start at 06 in the morning, and then we, we kick off the run at 0630. And that's a very cool route. It runs around the airfield. Um, it's going to head to the fire station on the airfield and then head back to Sabre Hall. So we're really excited for that one. And then the next day, we do it all over again here at Fort Stewart. Um, so same timeline, 06 a.m. You will meet at Trent Field. So that's outside of Building 1, for those of you who don't know. Um, and we will run up Gulick, similar to your normal you know, division run route. Okay. The timing, that coincides nicely with PT times, correct? It does, yeah. So what we've asked and a lot of commanders have agreed to, they're going to make that the place of duty for PT for that day. So there will be a lot of soldiers running in formation with their with their unit. So it's a really great thing to see them doing that. Yeah, that's, that's really nice. In addition to soldiers running, um, can other people participate? Absolutely. Um, we're reached out to our garrison partners, all of our DOD civilians. We want them to come out. Um, we want families to come out with their kids. It's before school, so they're not going to be missing school. Um, they won't miss work. It starts, you know, a little early, but it's worth it. It's definitely worth it to get up a little bit early that day. Um, and if you don't want to run, there's so many places along the route that you can just come out and support cool. and just kind of encourage the soldiers or the families that are running as they're going down the course. Wow. Wow. That sounds so cool. So in addition to the run, can we expect anything else to happen at the event? Yes, absolutely. So we have uh, memorial bibs that we uh, purchased that will be at both installations. So what you can do for that is you can actually write on there who you're running for. So if you don't actually know somebody who, who died in 9-11, we will have a list of firefighters, police officers, civilians who died in 9-11 that you can actually run in memory of them. Um, so we'll have that at both Fort Stewart and Hunter. And you can pick it up the morning of the race. You don't have to do anything in advance. Just show up. We have the senior commander will be coming um, to the event or General Faguet will be at the other event mm -hmm. to make some open remarks and kind of address the force and let them know how much they appreciate them coming out and supporting. Sure. We have, you know, stretches by Sparky, our favorite. <laughs> um, and we have this really nice memorial video to kind of show, like, this is why we're doing this run. This is why we still take time every year to remember 9-11 and, you know, what we went through 21 years ago. Um, and along the 
course route, there is a lot of really cool memorial displays. So you'll be able to see firefighters and police officers who died on 9-11 as you're running the race route and really take time to put a face to the names of the people that you may have heard um, over the years. That is very, very powerful. So this is a partnership, right? This It's not just MWR that makes this run what it is. Uh, who else is involved in, in making this happen? Yeah, so just like every event, um, our guarantee comes together to put all events on but this event is very special in that we directly partner with our DES team specifically with our fire team Mm -hmm. Um, they are really the driving force that has the DES part going they take care of a lot of the things so they understand probably way more than I do the importance of September 11th when it comes to the first responders sure so we really like to have their input and make sure that what we're doing makes sense and it's respectful and it's within traditions of the first responders and that we're being sensitive to those sort of things when we're playing this event. Absolutely. Now, Jay and Nate, can you guys tell us a little bit about um, what this run truly means to you? Yeah. Um, again, thank you for having us. Uh, the 9-11 run or the Patriot run, we're calling now, it has a very special meaning and I feel like it's our, our duty and um, expectations to keep carrying these traditions forward. We're uh, 21 years removed from, from, from the horrible day it happened. If you go back at that time and back that up 21 years, I think we're all in our single digits. 1980 will be that time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, several generations have kind of come grown up without knowing what 9-11 is. It's important we tell our kids. It's important we share the community and remind them the prices of freedom and and those things still carry on today. Um, last year, well, I think it was the first year we did it next to Trent Field, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. It was a very uh, symbolic moment. I remember standing there and we're all dressed in our fancy class A's and helping to get the run started. They had a morning color ceremony right before the event kicked off. And to me, that kind of touched me in the uh, gut a little bit because you're like, man, how, how special is that? You know, it kind of just culminates everything and, and what it stands for and, and what we're here and, and what we continue to do day in and day out. That's awesome. Um, I mean, I, how many years exactly have you guys been doing the 9-11 run? Yeah, so this is going to be our third year that we've done it. Last year, obviously, with it being the 20th anniversary, we made it as big of a deal as we could. We thought that was a very um, a symbolic year, um, knowing that a lot of the soldiers that were running last year weren't even alive when September 11th happened. So this was like our way of showing them how important it is and for them to kind of see firsthand how it affected some of the older generations that were alive and a part of that. Um, some of those people were have direct descendants of people who were there mm-hmm. in New York City or at the Pentagon for 9-11. So it was a really good to kind of see that conversation happen because that doesn't necessarily happen that much anymore. Um, and we were able to foster that and allow people to really, you could see them, especially the younger soldiers, when they look at some of the memorial displays that we had, which was one of which was all the soldiers that have died since 9-11 just here at Fort Stewart. Yeah. So they walked through a field of flags that represented all of those soldiers. Um, the fire department had this really amazing fire hose that they wrote down the firefighters' names of every firefighter that died in 9-11. So you, you really saw them take their time to look at that and respect it and appreciate it. Um, and some of them, you know, it wasn't as real for them as it was for us that were here and, you know, actually remember where we were when 9-11 happened. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember last year's event. It was just extremely powerful um, and and you guys are exactly right Nate and Kara uh, making sure that our younger generation is educated on the events of 9-11-2001 is just truly important uh, to help them understand you know the state of our nation even today 
Um, so Jay, is there going to be anything else uh, special that similar to last year that you guys will again be doing this year? So there's a couple of things I'd like to highlight. You know, this gives us a, there's a lot of different opportunities that that are happening behind the scenes in these events, and one of those is we get to work with our mutual aid partners, which we work with daily when when the um, an emergency arises. Uh, that one of those would be Hinesville Fire. They will be out there as they have every year. Great. With their own ladder truck, and we raise our ladder trucks. We raise the American flag simultaneously together, kind of a show of unity, and then that is the trickle down mm-hmm. effect. Um, as Kara was speaking and Nate was speaking about earlier, we're really trying to bridge the gap for those people who are not necessarily 20 or 30 when 9 11 actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, because I still remember to this day um, when that happened on that fateful day, how the United States came together. Sure. Now, in the military, we're always, we're all green, right? We're all one, one team, one fight. But when you go from one generation to another, you can lose sight of those moments in time where that type of unity, well, it's really just something that our country needs right now. Sure. Bipartisanship, it's just, it's, it's us as a country. And that's Again, starts with Hinesville, shows our unity with our, our community partners, mm-hmm. trickles down to our young soldiers and uh, to their leaders. Pride starts welling up. You start seeing uh, little things that you wouldn't really notice uh, on, a, on a normal day. But when you're there and you're standing, that's why I really want everyone to come out. If you're, even if you're a, a spouse and you got your kids, wake up a little early that day, come out and just see these sights because just seeing that camaraderie, it was just a sight to behold. So you mentioned the Hinesville Fire Department and the partnership that we'll see here on Fort Stewart. Will we see anything like that on Hunter Army Airfield as well? So currently at um, Hunter, we have Garden City. They're usually the, the fire department that comes out. But yeah, that they should be there most of the time. And if not, we will still yeah. uh, do it. Do the same thing as we always do, just we won't be able to raise it in unison. That's, that's right, the main thing. Right, right. Understood, understood. Well, let me ask you guys this. So, Jay, you are prior military. Um, Nate, are are you prior military yep. as well? Okay, so did the events of 9-11, did that help shape your decision to pursue the route of becoming a firefighter? So, uh, to tell, not tell my age or anything, but I was already out of the military after 9-11 <laughs> happened. Okay. But uh, I was uh, in, in paramedic school, and uh, I was a firefighter at the time. I, I never really thought about getting out of it, but I think that pretty much solidified my career going forward after seeing what happened, after being overseas and seeing – the, the turmoil against freedom in general. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I stuck with it. I, you know, at the time I wasn't uh, a DOD employee, but I came back to the DOD, kind of get back close to the military. And um, now it's it's a whole different ball game, And it's, it's evolved to now the, the sense of pride that you have working with the Army and especially the 3rd Infantry Division. It's our turn to support those guys because those are the guys that are going out and, and protecting our freedoms and doing everything they can to keep us safe, keep us free. And, you know, one of our... Uh, one of our slogans in the fire service is protecting those who defend America. And I feel like it's our turn to do that. And these young guys that are out there, um, you know, you walk into the, the headquarters building here and it's just riddled with history uh, from Fallujah, Baghdad, and, and Third ID doing doing work, taking care of evil. Um, to me, that's, that's a great sense of pride and a privilege to be here to, to protect that. How about you, Jay? Uh, my story's a, a little different, but I can still remember it at, like it was yesterday. Um, I got out of the Marine Corps January of 2001. Uh, couldn't find a job. Okay, <laughs> I had gotten out. Uh, they uh, basically had the 
certifications to be a mall cop at the time. <laughs> and, uh, and no offense to mall cops, uh, <laughs> but I was just, you know, I didn't have any real certifications, mm -hmm. but I was, you know, in the security field. Well, when that happened, uh, I remember being woken up and long story short, I was at the recruiter's office the very next day. <laughs> yeah. So, and I feel like a lot of people in that generation did the same thing. Even people that were, you know, couldn't join mm -hmm. were showing up. Cause I remember when I was there and we went to MEPS that following weekend, that was a full van. And I, you don't usually see that when you go into the, to MEPS. And I know all of our army listeners will, will uh, be able to pick up on that. But that was a full van. We had two of them. Um, and so what I did, did instead is I, you know, seeing the bravery of those firefighters back uh, during that time made me want to become one, really, to be honest. It was that simple. Um, I, I didn't necessarily know what the threat was at the time. Mm -hmm. We just knew it was a terrorist. I knew somebody was going to get their butt kicked. <laughs> um, and I wanted to be a part of it. But I also, I was just so inspired by the people running into a, uh, a situation where they were knew they were probably going to die yeah um it's still going just so they could save one person just for the chance um i wanted to be a part of that team and uh so that's when i joined the air force and uh they have uh what is considered at the time one of the uh best fire programs to get certifications wow. so when i got out i would be able to um continue that career mm -hmm. but uh yeah, that's how it all happened. My gosh. So from the Marines to the Air Force, and now you work for the <laughs> Army. I've hit them all, all four. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you brought up something really interesting, right? Because I think a lot of times when people think this is kind of switching gears a little bit. When people think about going to the recruiting station, they're thinking about joining the military to, like, fly planes or fire guns, you know, fight the bad guys. But a lot of people don't think about the fact that when you go to the recruiting station, you can choose the MOS to become a firefighter or a police officer, correct? That's absolutely right. Um, and can you guys tell me a little bit about the soldiers that you guys work with on a daily basis here on Fort Stewart and at Hunter? Yeah, so uh, here at, at Fort Stewart, we're very, uh, I think we're privileged to have these young soldiers come in that are that want to be firemen. Um, it's a very small career field. We have the uh, 24th Ordinance and the 515th. I hope to quote me that. I know they're deployed right now. That's why I can't think of them off the top of my head. But we have, uh, I want to say, 12 total um, when we have a full house. And it's a great opportunity. They can work alongside us um, on the civilian side, and we can teach them you know, the ways that our department runs and prepare them for whatever their career may hold, whether it be in the fire service and move on within the Army. One of the, the coolest aspects of all of this is you know, dinner time at the firehouse is a sacred time. You're sitting around a dinner table and you're telling these young guys, like they told us when we were younger, hey, you know, invest in TSP. Don't go below all your money on a new car. You know, save your money. Stay, you know, uh, just things like that. And I feel like we're giving that back and preparing these guys and gals not only to be good firefighters, but to be responsible adults. And I think that is a, a great honor to do. And, and I, I know we all enjoy doing that. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just uh, piggyback on what Nate's saying. Uh, so the way that the Army does it and the way that the Air Force does it's quite different. In the Air Force, it's 99% military, mm -hmm. um, all the way from the chief all the way down to the backseater. What's great about Army in particular is that we are structured all civilian, and we integrate uh, – the the army soldier where we can at different levels very cool um, yeah so they get to see 
And this is this base being that it's so large, we are very, very, uh, we have a lot of calls. <laughs> active. Okay. Yeah, very active. Uh, for instance, I believe uh, Nate's team went on about 57 in the past two weeks. Oh, my gosh. 57 calls. Wow. Five, seven. So, Job security. Yeah. yeah. So all of those uh, soldiers get that experience. That's something you do not get in the Air Force. You're bi- primarily a crash fire rescue guy in the Air Force. Sure. So your main mission is protecting that airfield and that aircraft. Here, we're all about the people. We're all about the the mission here, which sure. is a land-based pretty much mission. Now, hunters, a little different. They are more so a, a, uh, a crash fire rescue type thing, sure. but they still provide that same. Uh, most of their calls are not the airfield. They're the community. So I just think it's very neat to be able to integrate those soldiers in here because it's a little bit better transition for them when they get out to transfer over into the fire department. Matter of fact, quite a lot of uh, our fire, our young firefighters that we've hired in the past couple of years were previous soldiers. That's very cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying that I know a whole lot about the Army and MOSs, but truly, I think it's just the stereotype is that you're going to go shoot a gun. And it you don't realize that you can actually join the Army to be a first responder, and that's so cool that's very cool yeah thank you i know we went a little off topic but um but you know that's just i mean that's still so very very interesting um well do you guys have anything else that you would like to add about the run yeah so uh we we fully appreciate all the support as firefighters and first responders um however we we know that so many people pay the ultimate sacrifice in 9-11 cops uh, EMS workers, Port Authority, and uh, numerous civilians from, from different backgrounds. It wasn't just Americans. It was people from all over the world. Um, and to this day, we're still losing people due to cancer. Um, you got loved ones that are, are suffering long-term effects. So this is a great thing that you guys have all put together. We fully appreciate it. Um, and there's just, and like, like Jay said, it's, it's everyone coming together to celebrate a common theme of freedom and, uh, and remembering. And hopefully we never repeat those things uh, anytime soon. But it's a, it's a great time, and we look forward to seeing everybody. I'll be on shift that, that morning, so I look forward to seeing everybody out there. And um, don't know if I'll run it yet or not, but I'll definitely be there to over overwatch. <laughs> How about you, Kara? Yeah, so I think my biggest thing I want people to take away from this is I really want the families to come out. Um, I know, you know, all of my babies are all under the age of 20. None of them were there. They don't understand what it feels like, what that raw emotion is that we still have 21 years later. Um, That's something that you can't teach them, but you can show them. I I know I brought them to all sorts of memorial events over the years of my, you know, 10 years in the Army career, and they have gotten more from just seeing how everyone else reacts to the event than than them being there themselves because they can't understand the emotion that we felt but it's it's clear on our face and in in the things that we do to make this event happen that just for that morning we all kind of go back to that moment and we all remember what that moment felt like where we were and it's a really great opportunity to to make sure your children understand what this day means um so even if you got to wake up about 20 minutes earlier, you know, come out, 
even just to let them watch. It's a beautiful sight to see the all the soldiers running underneath the American flag or when they come back after the race is over and they ring the bell. I mean, it is absolutely, it's a beautiful experience. And, and Jay can explain kind of what that, that signifies. Yeah. But it is, we added that in last year. It was a really great idea from the fire department. And the amount of soldiers that would just wait in line for 15, 20 <laughs> minutes just for their chance to ring the bell. Yeah. I mean, it, it really showed how much it meant to them for us to have that as well. So, of course, we will continue that tradition this year. Um, but that's what I, I really just want the families to understand. Like, just come out. Even if you don't want to run it, just come out and check out what we have going on. It's 30 minutes, um, 45 mm-hmm. minutes if you you know, you know want to actually run it. But it, it's definitely worth It's definitely worth the time. All right, Jay, tell us about the bell. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> my final statements on, on everything is, uh, is you've heard a, uh, a saying that we made up a long time ago. 20 years ago, and that was never forget. Mm-hmm. That bell signifies that never forget attitude. Um, and that's why uh, this team continues to put this uh, event on every year, because once you make a promise, you keep it. Yeah. Well, I am so happy that I had you guys on with me today. Um, I, I just am eternally grateful to the three of you, uh, Kara, for making sure that the memory of 9-11 stays alive through planning events that can, you know, highlight that for our community. And of course, Jay and Nate, thank you so very much for your service and also for helping make this event for our community so special. You heard it, guys. You got the 8th and the 9th of September on um, what day is Hunter Army Airfield? Thursday the 8th. The 8th and then the 9th here on Fort Stewart. Hopefully we will see everyone out um, at the event, either supporting or running. Uh, But I believe that's all we have for this week's edition of the Marn Report podcast. This is Molly signing off. Are you a civilian, spouse, or family member who is interested in working for the Army? Check out the Army Fellows Program. This two-year program allows you to experience the work environment of the Department of Defense while blending work assignments and developmental opportunities that will help you grow into an Army civilian professional with eligibility for permanent placement across the Army. For more information, visit portal.chra.army.mil.